0: Reverend Michael Faulkner has been gracious enough to give us some time today after a very nice service. Reverend Faulkner, thank you. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Um, so let's talk about this comptroller race. You know, Your platform has been, as an outsider, as someone who is uh, you know fairly new to politics, although you were connected with Rudy Giuliani, worked on his campaign years ago, um, someone who wants to reduce the size of government, a typical uh, Republican platform. But it's interesting because... Um, You're In this race, you have the mayoral election as well. And you have a a big government Democrat, Mayor de Blasio. Um, You have an independent candidate, Embo Dietl, and a Republican, Nicole Maliotakis, on that side of the ballot. Um, And then for you, it's you against Scott Stringer, who's the incumbent. Um, Tell me about your platform and why you think that, um, you know, basically what you believe in would be the best for New York City, which is a very liberal city.
1: Right. Well, New York's liberal or progressive tendencies are not in play in this election. And by that, I mean this. The greatest crisis that we have right now is the affordability crisis. New York is becoming unaffordable. That means unaffordable for Democrats, unaffordable for Republicans, unaffordable for the middle class, definitely unaffordable for the underclass. And so and and becoming less and less affordable for the very wealthy. And so what we have to do is in order to but we enjoy the goods and services of our city. We enjoy the benefits of our city. I'm not talking about cutting back on social programs. I'm talking about spending wisely, spending responsibly, having a government that is accountable, having transparency in the government and actually spending our money better. We are the heaviest tax people in the nation. And I believe that we should have some benefits. We should have the benefit of honesty. You know, the, our mayor has not been an honest broker, an honest uh, uh, citizen as it relates to, you know, the, the things that have, he's given to his wealthy donors. And... Our controller Scott Stringer, has not been the the fiscal watchdog, the activist that we thought he was going to be, that he told us he was going to be. He's done a lot of studies, done a lot of research, issued a lot of reports, but there has been very little, if any, action around the things that, that we've needed to change.
0: So I actually asked Comptroller Stringer earlier uh, about The audits and that you have been challenging the fact that, you know, he creates the studies and audits, but what are the real hard uh, solutions that come out of those studies that are um, produced? So when you look at Board of Elections, there is a mismanagement problem. According to Comptroller Stringer, 90% of the polls um, have problems, which... You know, looking at a couple of days before the election, as we speak now, right. um, that's problematic, and I'm not sure if there's a party that benefits, if there's a party, but we know that the American people don't benefit uh, by mismanagement, if that's right. the uh, you know the real uh, you know term, because uh, partisan politics uh, come into play. Um, so, where can you find common ground with uh, people in New York who maybe liberal, maybe Democrat, but really are just frustrated with government?
1: Listen, I find common ground with everybody, everywhere I go. And, and keep something in mind, too, Neil. Although I'm running as a Republican, Reform Party, Conservative, and Stop the Blasio Line, those four lines are lines that people can vote for me. Although I'm running on all of those lines, I'm really running for the people. We the people. That is my campaign mm-hmm. slogan. We the people. I am running to reduce the size of government, to reduce the expenses of government, because I think we can do more with less I think we can actually prosper as a city, continue to grow as a city, continue to provide the goods and services that we want for our city, and we can do it with less money and with less of a tax burden on everybody. So that's common ground. For everybody, everybody, I love New York. I mean, if I didn't love New York, I wouldn't stay here, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be running for this office. So I really do love the city. I love the fact that we can do things for the city. We, we can reduce homelessness. I have a, a plan to reduce homelessness. And as you know, I was running for mayor and I developed many of the plans around that, but also my own personal experiences running a soup kitchen, having a shelter in my church, and doing many of the things that we're talking about now. I've actually experienced those things. So when I challenge uh, 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 Scott Stringer on those things, it's because I've done them. I know, and I can bring action to that process. And as controller I will bring action and more than just the reports and, and uh, audits.
0: So you talk about spending and spending wisely, something I did bring up with Comptroller Stringer earlier, and I asked him specifically about the MTA. Um, you know, it's there's a large budget. Uh, we just got out of the uh, proverbial summer of hell. Um, there are still massive delays, which is taxing the economy, uh, an average of 800, over 860,000 uh, per rider. Um, What's your solution to the m t a problem? Um, how do we pay for uh the repairs that need to be made? Go from there because there's been money put into it, and the Democratic Party wants to spend more and pump more money into it. but where's the money going to come from? There hasn't been much of a solution for New Yorkers so far
1: right and there there will be no solution until we can get a capital you know there 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 have been some ideas about bonds some municipal bonds being floated and certainly we can do that for the capital because that the law says that we can only do that for the capital improvements that we need and certainly we need that for the, the, the switching system it goes back to just after World War II. I mean, the technology's older, we can do something, but that's an infrastructure capital problem that has to be fixed. In order to do that, we need cash, we need money to go into it. That is, billions of dollars need to go into it, and we can't piecemeal that. So we've got to raise that money, either through a bond initiative, or my pro- program, My I've been pushing this balance of payment deficit. We've just gotten a a you know the 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 tax reform that's being talked about in washington dc and we're on the right path even though the tax deduction for uh state and local state and local tax deductions part of that at in this first draft have not been finalized yet i think we can go even further reducing the federal tax liability for all new yorkers and increasing the state and local taxes to pay for our unfunded priorities. That's how I would do it. It's called a balance of payment deficit. It's a very simple equation. We just need to get New York legislators around it. And it's not hocus pocus. It's just simply we pay more federal taxes than anybody else. Most of our $56 billion dollars more goes out than comes back In terms of federal goods and services Why can't we balance some of that For our MTA For our health and hospital services For our homeless problems We've got to solve these problems And simple, you know, raising taxes Is not going to solve that problem
0: Well you know, the raising taxes hasn't um, solved issues And our taxes are very high And that's why the state and local deductions Are a big benefit to New Yorkers And something that you know, Republicans will have to um, play out uh, let me talk about the federal government with you, because I mm-hmm. did talk about it with Comptroller Stringer, and then I'll go back to the issue of homelessness. Um, you know, obviously, Comptroller Stringer is against um, President Trump and makes it a big issue. Uh, he brought <laughs> up the fact that you support President Trump. Now, I don't see, and you're, you're laughing, I don't see why the president is an issue in this campaign, but elaborate on why you support President Trump and and if, and if you think he's doing a good job for New York.
1: Look, let me say this. Uh, Scott Stringer's only criticism of Michael Faulkner is that I supported Donald Trump.
0: You said you were a nice guy, by right, the way. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> and and
1: I, I say he's a nice guy. And by the way... I called him personally to tell him I was running. Oh, really? Okay. okay. So, so Scott's been to my church, and I me, mean, Scott, and I go back because he okay. was my assemblyman and so forth. So, so we're not enemies; we're just on different sides of the fence right. and different sides of this. So equation. it's good that you have some wholesome discourse. Oh, which I, is listen, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. I totally disagree with the way he's running things, but I, 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 I understand and so, you have so, respect in my perspective. So, w- with regard to Donald Trump. His critique of me is that I'm a Donald Trump supporter. I'm a New Yorker. I voted for Donald Trump. I'm a New Yorker. I'm for New York first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm running to be the controller for New York City. If anybody takes issue with me, follow me. Look at the things that I've done. Look at the things that I've talked to. Look at the people that I've talked to. And look at the people I represent. I claim and I have been serving the people at the very bottom end of the perspective. Scott has not done that. I have gone into NYCHA houses. Scott has not done that. I have served the poor. Scott has not done that. He claims to do that. And progressive liberals continue to talk about uh, how they're going to serve the poor—it's only lip service. So, regardless of whether or not I voted for Donald Trump or the other candidate, it doesn't matter because the proof is in what I've actually done and how I'm serving the city. So, so I don't—I I laugh when those, those things come up because that's the only thing.
0: But you're in, not hiding from
1: it. I'm, listen, I voted for him, and, and you know, considering the alternative, I would do it again right. based on 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 the facts and, and the revelation now that we just have concerning the you know the Donna Brazil story and so forth and so on, we should all be saying, oh my goodness, look at the situation we were in as Americans. And so, so I don't see, I don't allow that name, the name of, uh, of President Trump, to be used as a curse word against me or against anything that I represent because I am New York first, I represent New York City, and I serve New Yorkers.
0: Let me then ask you... Same question I posed to Comptroller Stringer about sanctuary cities. Now, Comptroller Stringer is in favor of maintaining sanctuary city status. Um, if someone commits a crime, obviously you're going to protect people who are here, but if someone commits a crime and it's in our country illegally, do you send them over to the federal authorities and make sure that they are detained and do not continue to pose a threat uh, to the immigrant community and to uh, New Yorkers?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Unequivocable. I, I don't believe in san- the sanctuary city status is in the best interest of any New Yorkers. I don't uh, also don't want to see ISIS uh, or, or, or ICE, you know, our, um, uh, uh, you know, immigration uh, authorities to actually rousting regular, you know, everyday people simply, you know, looking for people who have maybe overstayed their visas. I support an aggressive immigration uh, uh, legal immigration policy Mm -hmm. i support that but uh sanctuary city i do not support
0: all right circle back to homelessness uh up 39 uh last year since last year um what is your solution for that problem
1: we go back to the religious communities churches like this one okay we go back to the religious communities we 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 can do the uh the shelter religious shelter services and that gets a certain segment of the homeless population are not drug addicted, alcohol addicted and are hardworking people. They just need shelter over their heads. They need a temporary uh, transitional housing situation that takes the, the, the burdens off of their back. We can do that at a fraction of the cost of what the city is paying for now for these expensive hotels. It's unbelievable. We're paying on an average $40,000 per year per homeless person, and that's a temporary band-aid, and it's not transitional housing. What if we'd only spent, let's just say, for instance, my plan calls for us to spend just twenty thousand dollars per person and, and reducing the cost, and what if we could put some money aside in a savings and a transitional account for some of those people who are working or who are in school or who are moving to a, a fruitful and productive you know taxpaying citizenship that 's what they 're doing i mean they're, they're taxpaying right. citizens so so that 's my plan I, i've worked with the religious community before we had that, that shelter. Secondly, we have to get health uh, the, the help that the mentally ill and the drug addicted need They they need social services. They need an intensive amount of services. They cannot be thrown into the, uh, the shelter system that everybody else is thrown into. And, and thirdly, we have to look into investigate. And this is one of the reports that that Scott Stringer needs to be more vigorous about. And I will definitely be more vigorous about how much are we paying these, these, uh, these hotels. And, and, you know, why should they 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 strike it rich when they sign this contract with the city. Right. You know, all of a sudden they go from being a hundred dollar a night room to, uh, you know, a two hundred and fifty dollar a night room. And they're booked for a year. Come on. It, it's and, and they, they they and their 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 services in terms of their their accoutrements, what they have, what the value that they have, these families. It's horrible. These are horrible conditions at high rates. To simply say this, the, for the city to say we're taking care of our homeless. of course we don't want people sleeping on the streets or in the park in the parks, but there are ways to solve those problems. If we work with the religious community, the nonprofit community, we can work ourselves around this, but we have to involve all the community. The government cannot do it all by itself.
0: And let me ask you I'm going to ask you about your uh, personal experience and get to know more about you. But let me ask you, what is the position of Comptroller? You said it upstairs during the service. It's the CFO of the city. What does Comptroller mean to you?
1: The Comptroller means to me is to be the an active fiscal watchdog and an activist to actually look at the money, our taxpayer dollars, where it's being spent... And give the people an accurate assessment and a report on what's actually happening to make sure that our retirees and uh, those who are in New York City employees municipal employees that their money is invested wisely and responsibly getting the best return for their dollars because we have an obligation to them thirdly to make sure that our city continues to grow. I want to be that voice at the table that says we're going to continue to grow the money, not just figure out how to spend it, but we have to figure out how to generate more income in the city. I'm not talking about less income, I'm talking about more income. And I want to be that voice at the table that's constantly doing that.
0: And a hands-off approach. Oh, well, to, to businesses and, oh, yeah, and allow yeah, yeah, them yeah, yeah, to create economic Absolutely.
1: I will give you an example. You know, well, the businesses are struggling with the red tape and regulations. Yeah. You know, Scott Stringer's proposal was the the red tape red tape uh, was it the red tape authority or the a red tape office, an office that would just deal with the bureaucratic. So, so to to help people deal with bureaucracy, he proposes another layer of bureaucracy. bureaucracy.
0: Um, let me ask you just a couple of quick questions, Mike. Yourself, you played football for the New York Jets. I did in 1981. Um, you then went back to graduate school. Unfortunately, you had a um, career-ending injury. You reinvented yourself as an active community leader. You're a reverend, um, and your faith is very important to you and guides your, you know, your moral authority. Um, your entry to politics seems to have found you. Although maybe you can elaborate on that. Mayor Rudy Giuliani appointed you to the test force on police community relations, uh, after you worked in his campaign, mm-hmm. um, how does that experience, all those experiences, translate into running the New York City budget?
1: I know the people of the city of New York. I care about them. Um, running the New York City budget or being the CFO is managing a team. There's 750 people that work for that controller. And so you get those 750 people, you, you establish the priorities, you have legal parameters, you, you you establish those priorities based on the legal parameters and the charge that the city gives us. And then you keep people motivated and keep people enthused about doing their job better. It, it, it's, New Yorkers are the best in the world at doing what they do if they're properly motivated. But if there's no motivation, if there's no, you know, um, and, and that's the difficulty of working in a municipality or for a municipality as a career or a, a uh you know, a, uh, a worker who, who, can't, who can't be fired or his union, you know, it's like, uh, well, you know, my, what's my bottom line? Well, I want people to feel good about getting up, going into the office every day. I'm a motivator. I can organize the team around the priorities that are be, have been established. And having that microphone or that bully pulpit, so to speak, I can take an active role in seeing that things get done. I'm so sick and tired of things not getting done and us talking about it and just doing more reports and more audits. And, you know, I'm sick. More political bickering. More political bickering. It's, it's garbage.
0: Reverend Faulkner, thank you for the time. Good luck on Tuesday. All right? Thank you.
1: Neil, thank you. Okay.